This is Major Major General Salter Grissom. Clark of Piscata, I gave and I repeat, I deliver direct orders to me all by himself for you to report down a block access four hundred Piscotti. I read the call sheet. Your ass wasn't there to oh six hundred. Never again belay my orders. Is that clear? So what does belay mean? Two people doing this podcast invented it. Tweet us at the podcast while we have this girl podcast off the Clark, why are you making this stuff up? Hey, you listen to me, you little rat maggot turd. I don't care if you're, you're watching your little Snapchat videos about your little rat chats and your, 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 your salt and pepper beards and, and, your, and your, your Ariana Grande music. Down here in Mississippi, we like three things, and those are the three Gs. Those are grits, gumbo, and girls, the kind that my mammy used to hang out with. Tin up! Oh, let me have the microphone. That was really weird. It was uh, but unannounced guest, Major Clark. Major, Who was that guy? Uh, I don't know. Major Grizzle. Grizzle. But all I know is the word of the night is never belay his orders. <laughs> belay. Uh, we got some oil dealings. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. So it's the dream team is back. Classy and brassy. This is a new show. Uh, we have the underscore podcast for the time being, but that's only until we have Classy and Brassy operational. This is the pilot show. This is the pilot. Uh, a great pilot. It's good to see you, Michael. The question that the world has is no coronavirus in your world. So far. You're not worried about this this thing, are you? No, not in the least bit. I, I, but that's not to say it's overhyped by the media or overhyped by the government i think it's serious to it's to be taken seriously and um i'm not worried about it because i just don't run in those circles i don't i do distance myself socially i'm anti-social by nature yeah same here that's when they're like social distancing keep away from people don't go out with groups of 10 i'm like no problem (laughs) fine done whatever i can do to do my part wash your hands a lot already ocd sure you got it. I showered twice today already. You know why oh, I really don't good. worry about I, it is because I, in December, I usually get sick before Christmas. And I was sick before last Christmas. And as long as I'm really yeah. badly ill, by the time I get over it, I should be good for the next 7 to 12 months. How long do your sicknesses last? A couple of weeks. It like, oh, it's that long? Yeah, a couple of weeks. But you're still functioning. Yeah. You're not like bedridden. I had a really bad, I was in uh, Phoenix, first week of December, and I had a horrible ear infection to go along with the, the cold, the, the infection spread to my ear, and I could not sleep. It was an awful feeling. It was like I wanted to just put a bullet through my, in between my ears, and um, had to be that's how bad it was. It was like a kidney stone oh. in my brain. I oh. never had a kidney stone. Um, it has to be corrected, and then and corrected it. So by the by that morning, I finally felt better in the ear, and the the bacteria or virus, or whatever, had spread back to where it uh, originally inhabited, which was in my sinuses. And oh, that's painful. Yeah, 
So that's that's not good. You gotta. But you then gotta I got you got to take the serum they gave you, the medicine, and fuck them in the air, fuck them in the other ear. <laughs> uh, later on, we'll be joined by a um, talented actor who I believe is making uh, actor instructional videos tonight. Ooh. These days. Uh, we've had him all before. Uh, I don't know if he's going to join us tonight, but I do want to set the audience up for either tonight okay. or a future show. Uh, Mama Luke has oh, been actually... Oh, Mama Luke. Yeah, you missed him a few times, but uh, we've, we've had him on the show in the past. Um, yeah. He's just really, uh, really getting himself out there, his craft. Uh-huh. And if you're an actor or an aspiring actor or actress, he's the guy with the credentials. No, he doesn't have any credentials. He's the guy, I guess, to look at. Uh, teaching acting, because you're, you're an actor or were an actor, or, you know, once Was. an actor, always an actor. Uh, yeah. is, is teaching acting when you're not famous the same as being a consultant? When you have a failed business, you know, like every failed business owner is like, what's yeah. going to be a consult? Is it similar? Well, James Woods. James Woods has been asked that question before. Did you ever take an acting lesson? For, and he would. This is a guy who was MIT educated. And he said, no, why would I take uh, acting class, classes from somebody who didn't make it? Now, I don't point. necessarily believe that. There are some who, who learn and study just to teach. Uh, you know, my cousin Mary's a great example. She chose to teach. She does theater, but she doesn't yeah. want to be a movie or TV star. And she's better than more than half of them out there. And I know because I've worked with Oh, yeah. Before. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. I mean, there's but then you have, talented yeah, then you have these, uh, these airheads out there who uh, just take your money. And, and Right. And they do it I via Skype or something. Mom, Mama Luke, what, I wonder what he's been up to. So... We'll save that segment till till maybe the second half of the show. Yeah, I'll get some clips of him too. I'm just really curious what he's what he's, he's up to. Clips out there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, really a talented guy. But the, I want to ask just one quick question: Is the acting teacher paradox the same as a music teacher? Because there are, yeah. I took guitar lessons, and my guitar teacher was, I think, more talented than any musician bar like Clapton. That I know, because you know there are great musicians that are phenomenal that you know will never become famous because you know they're not songwriters or anything like that. Do you think that's true with with acting teachers, where they could be phenomenal but they just don't have like the right look or whatever that is? My acting teacher in college, very talented, bright woman. I'm not going to say her name. She studied under this. Um, instructor developer of acting style called Suzuki so she in turn brought the Suzuki training to the school and I have uh, I think she was a brilliant woman but I have no compunctions whatsoever about how I saying how I feel about Mr. Suzuki it was the most ridiculous acting technique i got nothing out of it other than wow i feel stupid right now and um really it, you know, it was it was so dumb i'm like who is this guy this is not acting it was I, I if you're going to research a program out there i tell everybody don't be a theater major please don't it's a stupid idea it, it was uh, my you idea think so as a young dumb kid but I didn't know any better, and everybody else told me it was stupid, and I said, stop being a negative influence on me. I have a dream. No, they should have stopped. They should have squashed my dream. My father never should have agreed 
to let me go to that school to learn such a stupid craft. Um, but, you know, he said the kid's going to learn the hard way. Wait till he gets out of school. Really? He's going to realize it's a worthless degree, and it sure was. Wow. Don't That's a real quote. A theater major. That's he, a tough he, he sell. Study. Tr- you know, do acting. Um, but, you know, study acting um, if, if you want to be an actor. Being a theater major, the one thing you can learn, I'll give them this, there's a lot of trade that's um, applied to a theater degree. If you go to the right school, carpentry, yeah. uh, electrics, costume design, which I had to take, which I was horrible at. I couldn't sew to save my life. I was not Versace. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but they'll, but that could get you put your foot in the door in more perspective, more prospects if you're like, Woodcraft. yo, I can do set design. Yeah, Um and you're gonna get some hands-on time with tools, and uh, it's more than just acting. So I'd say that's probably the most valuable yeah. thing that I learned. Maybe invaluable. You really couldn't put a price tag on it's as expensive as that school was. Uh, oh yeah, it's crazy. The, the value of learning a trade, and that was something that was precious to the to the whole program was the carpentry, the electrics. Um, you know, getting your hands into a, something that might actually make you a dollar in the real world. However, acting, if all you want to do is be an actor, well, you can't really just go to theater school and, and spend four years as a, doing acting classes. There's only so many acting classes you can take. So you have to do reading courses. You have to do, you have to study Shakespeare till you hate Shakespeare. And none of this stuff fellow, is really necessary to get acting jobs. So therefore, why not? Just take uh, go get a degree in, in something that can have some uh, set you in some direction in life. Should acting not work out for you, but you can always go to an acting school like Strasburg or Adler, not Suzuki. Um, right, still and, and you can, right, and you can learn just acting on the side, but don't spend your degree on something really, truly worthless. And I don't blame the school. I have a... a yeah. I have a... My mother's got a cousin who's... who's <laughs> one of his famous lines was his, his son, my third cousin, I guess that would be. He went to theater school. And he would say, no college should offer theater as a major. Theater majors are waiters and waitresses and Bartenders. people on unemployment. So, um, that's a good I agree point. with that. I agree with it. You I'm know? not an, I was never an acting student. I can't comment, but from like an outsider, it's interesting to hear people say that. Cause you wonder if it's like, when, when you're you hear people say like, you're a kid to go to this school to get this degree, you should have a say in it. I agree. No, I agree hundred percent. But it's like, when you hear majors, it's like, what did you major in? I majored in 19th century French poetry. What a complete waste of time for somebody so bold as, as, as you. Um, uh, Groundhog Day. Uh, but you wonder if you know how some of those pan out because I feel like music school, like Juilliard, you do have an upper hand in the sense that you could audition, get an audition for some kind of you know Philharmonic, and say like, yo, I studied four years at Juilliard doing the cello. That's going to open doors for you in, in yeah, production well, and Juilliard scoring. I don't Adam know. Driver. Adam Driver, right. you know, uh, one of his cl- big claims to fame is. Hot take. Trailer reaction. (laughs) What? Uh, 
episode five uploading soon. What? What? Um, what? I don't see what the big deal is with him as far as his looks. He ain't got him. But his no, big claim to fame is he was the Marine. I'm like, the guy, yeah, he was a Marine. He never deployed. The dude did three years and got hurt in a mountain biking accident or something like that. And then they, they paid really? for him to go to Juilliard. And he is talented, yeah, but there's a hundred kids as talented, but he's just a weird looking guy. He's a weird looking <laughs> dude. For for the leading man role. Nothing I think maybe that's a good thing. I'm not saying it should only go to beautiful people. He's a bit of a weird looking guy though. Yeah, he's a weird looking guy. I mean he's the Star Wars guy. Yeah. And that just opened doors, but you know who's a paradox with that situation, who I think is great, is DiCaprio. Yeah. Who was my favorite actor, always loved him. But he doesn't even have a good body. He has a dad bod. Yeah. And he's still dating like eighteen year olds. That's he's one guy that a, he's just got a really perfect face and a perfect head of hair. I know because I've stood so close to him and right. I've said, wow, Wolf of Wall this guy. But um yeah, he's not shredded, which is you know, not like Jason Momoa. But he can still he still started taking on roles from like 2006 to present where he's good at beating people up. Um, right. He smokes in like every movie. Uh, and yeah, yeah you never know how long his hair is. Right. He dates his hair is always like short. And then he the dates next scene, all it's like these long. supermodels, but so many people say he's gay. Uh, right. Um, it's kind of a paradox. I think he's brilliant, man. He's a great actor. He's not always the best at accents. Take your seats. Take your no, seats. no. It's tough in uh, Gangs of New York. He's like, Amsterdam, sir. And he's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Or the, the worst was, uh, and I love DiCaprio, but the worst, is, I think, is Blood Diamond, the South African accent. Yeah, I don't know South African accents. Well, I love the movie. It's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, oh, it's a great flick. But I don't know. I mean, you know, my brew. That's what breaking my TV, brew. Brew. <laughs> Uh, but the Gangs of New York one is great. It's just like, Amsterdam, sir. Well, then we got business, don't we? <laughs> You're like, okay, all right. All right, it's not I get supernatural. it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's interesting about acting, though. And uh, I don't know how we got into talking about acting, but um, it is funny to see. Do you Joey think Mama they're... Luke. Mama Luke. Yeah, Mama Luke, by the way. Joey Mama Luke, who's been on the show three times in the past in, via segments. We'll, the last we'll, show, gonna... not this show. This is a new show. Yeah, the last show. On a, on a prior show... Um, but I do want to ask before we wrap up the, the acting chat or wherever this, before it goes somewhere else, um, do you think there are any more movie stars? Because if you look at Brad Pitt, he can't even carry movies anymore alone. Like, like Ad Astra was a bomb, uh, long gone are the days where you can just put Tom Cruise's face on a poster and they sell. Is that a good thing or a bad thing that like the movie star is dead and it's more like it's good for the money. Because nobody wants to pay ten fifty for, and even I don't even know what it is to go to a theater anymore. But let's call it ten fifty because that's what it costs to pay Netflix every yeah. month, right? So who right. wants to pay for one ticket plus the popcorn and the soda, which is another ten fifty, and then maybe oh yeah, yeah it's like thirty bucks a pop. Day. Yeah, who wants to pay that? Um, I'd rather just Netflix it. And, you know, everybody talks about how something should be on the big screen. Yeah, okay, I get it. If it's Jurassic World, maybe. If it's something 3D, definitely. The Irishman was just because everybody said this needs to be on the big screen because of 
the big screen history uh, cat historical cast that was involved in this. They weren't used to the small screen, but you know what? We've all got these gigantic widescreen TVs now. Uh, right. When yeah. you break it down to scale, you put something 70 inches in your living room. It's equivalent to being in a theater and looking at something 50 feet. You know. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's not long gone in the days where you have like the square box. Right. And it's like we got Goodfellas and VHS tonight. Right. Um, the, we talked about the Irishman on a, a prior uh, an old show uh, in the past. And I do think it's good. They did a big screen release just for the respect of like some people really like my buddy, Tim is like, I, I love to see those guys one last time with a big screen, but it's not practical anymore. People aren't rushing to the theater unless it's like some superhero film to see them. It's sad, but everything is at your fingertips. And, and that's, um, there's a downside to that. If you're explain, uh, if you're a commuter like me, let's just say, so, yeah. I'm on a train every morning into New York, and I'm on the Long Island Railroad. I'm on the subways, and sometimes I got to rush to where I got to get to. And when people are walking super slow and they still have the headphones in, the earbuds, and they're they got the hand in front of them with with the cell phone, and they're watching last night's episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I you know I, I love Curb, but they can't pause anything. And were they right. watching a or they're watching a movie, and, right? And uh, you know it's a climactic scene, and they can't pause it. I'm like, seriously, why don't you give something its due attention, and watch it when you're not on the move, and watch? Yeah, I don't it. understand that. It's we've really created zombies here, people who oh, just yeah. can't turn the phones off. These commuters every morning, they have to be watching, so they have to be on the phones, and we're all guilty of can't it. I play it. chess when I'm on the train. Yeah, well, games uh, are one thing. I play Wheel of I, Fortune on my phone. I, I can't. I'm, I'm always, but yeah. I can't watch a film. I can't. I can't watch a film with a hundred people. And this one asshole on the plane last phone. night. This one guy in the plane didn't even put headphones on. I, he's right next and to that's me. The guy. Yeah, you could hear that. The he wasn't watching porn. That one guy. But but I I can't watch movies on my phone. I mean, I can watch YouTube videos like clips, but I can't sit there and have the attention like this. It's just not enjoyable. But it's creating zombies, and they walk slow, and you got to get around them, and they're in your fucking way, and they can't put the phone away. Terrible. It's like how how are we living like this? And when yeah, they've they got it without it. the headphones on, or the he- headphones you can hear and they turn it on too loud, it's it's an absolute nuisance to the rest of society. And it, yeah, it's obnoxious. It's annoying. And it, I would never want to be that person. That's like I'm just gonna not look where I'm going and watch right. this and be an asshole to everybody. Maybe no, someone I don't understand wallet. how oblivious we are. You know, I was guilty of it once. One time I was on a train. This was probably you 12 were? years ago. And, yeah, one time this woman, oh. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I called him. I rarely do this. I don't talk on the phone much anymore. And if I do, it's quick, off the phone, yeah. get it done. Yeah, nobody does. But I was talking to a guy uh, on a phone once, and this woman turned to me and said, Excuse me, sir. Are you going to be long? And I couldn't. I was so flabbergasted. I was so taken aback. I what? couldn't understand why I was being questioned about my phone call. And she moved. And she said, "I'm going to move." I was like, what "The fuck's her problem?" Now, wow. honestly, I see the problem because it's so obnoxious. And yeah. I'll tell you, 
that there are. Yeah. If we were on regular waves, I'd be fired right now for saying this. But I, I, I teased my wife, saying, you know, you people, everybody's got their proclivities. Right. The Spanish people love their FaceTime. You know, family's a big thing. Oh, they get yeah. their FaceTime. Oh. In. But put your headphones on at yeah. least. It's bad enough that you're going to be loud on your FaceTime, but then they put it on speakerphone so everybody else has to hear it. I'm so and glad then, you said that. I I could yeah no you're 100 percent right. Jen does that with the family. It's like hey I'm at my grandmother's. Can can I Facetime you? It's like no I don't want to like I don't do that. Hey, is there, I don't is there, do that. Is there I don't urgency? Are they dying? No, they just want to Facetime. No, this is the Facetime that we do when we're on the the show. That's it. That's, That's it. That's the end of it. I do. That's uh, the end of it. The Facetime. I, I it kills me. Three days ago, I'm on the train. And um, I'm getting off at the Mastic Shirley line. And I'm sorry to say this, but there are. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll work my way into this Mastic point. Mastic Shirley. So there's these two guys, young guys, they're getting on the train from, I think it was the Babylon station. But I think they had been on the train all the way back from the city because I think they were bouncing from car to car, escaping the fare. Because I hear them talking about it, how they're, they're saying that uh, they were ducking the fare. Look, that's what you do. I ain't going to rat you out. Do what you got to do. I If you don't get caught, hey, I, I tell people like that bumming around all the time trying to get you to pay them money to, so so they could buy a ticket. I mean, there are people who actually buy enough with whatever money they have to get oh. to the stop and they can bum for the next ride. And I'd rather you just got on the train. Right. Get on the train and, Drip and see off. how far Right. That's what I would do. Yeah, I wouldn't be an inconvenience to other people. I'd try to fuck the man. But these little bastards get on there, and they're just so, you know, just so thug. Talking like hood rats. There's two of them, and and he gets on the phone, and he's talking on his speaker. Yo, bro, 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 bro. Yo, bro. I'm telling you, you, my sister, bro. My sister, the stripper. Bro, bro. And uh, he's getting, he's he's talking to his other boy who's on his phone, saying the same thing, bro. And I'm not exactly chronic. And these guys are getting on a train, and there's people who are already sitting on that train, and they've got to listen to this. So there's people reading. Yeah, that's bullshit. And these guys are totally oblivious. And then I'm looking at these guys going, you know something? I how much you want to bet they're getting off at Mastic Shirley? Sure as you're born, what do they do? I, I finally oh, left. Shit. I could I couldn't take it anymore. What is Shirley? I, is that like the neighboring town? I'm just not familiar. Is that it, well the try the try Hamlet, as as you may know, the is Hamlet. Mastic Mastic Shirley and Mastic Beach. But the Mastic Shirley stop is is really it's really Dark. in yeah, it's kinda like right on that border off the William Floyd. So, uh, all right. So I got an idea. Let's just put it this way: you wouldn't want your your fourteen year old daughter to get off there alone. You wouldn't alone. want your four year old son or daughter to have to listen to these maggots on the no. train. Which is, again, they don't give a shit. And you could say something to them. You know, nobody ever says anything. And I don't want to be confrontational. I say, you know what? Let me just get no, up. No, they don't. Why don't I just walk away? Because they're just going to get hard up, and they're and they're going to they're going to say, yo. Fuck your problem. They're not necessarily gonna fight, but I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, bro. Go give a fuck. Yeah, so nobody says gonna, anything. So I changed cars. To. I changed cars because I walked to the back because on the Mastic Shirley line, the other, the only the last four trains 
platform. And so I said, you know what? Let me just get to the platform cars now and, uh, you know, get away from these clowns. And then by the time we get to the second or last stop, which is Bellport, and then uh, everybody starts walking to the back towards the last four cars. Yeah. These guys start coming. You can hear them coming. So this one dude, oh, I guess, is expecting yeah. a ride or something. He's like, bro, Joe, I'm, I'm coming up to Mastic Shirley. And he's saying it so loud in front of all these fucking people. That's so fucking annoying. And I just wanted to beat his skinny ass down because he's just, I, I hate this. This is what's infiltrating. You know, yeah, I can overhear the conversation. The conversation he was having with this guy was, yo, I'm talking to this from from Woodhaven. And, and he's, he'd be talking to me. And like, yo, I'm, I, I said, I'd be living out here now. He goes, yo, what would you move <laughs> out there for? Yeah, now it's and everybody's I, conversation. Right, and now, right, exactly. And now you're—it's a shame you've already these punks have ruined Woodhaven, and now they're moving further out right. east, and they're trying to bring their, their their friends out east. And um, and meanwhile, you got this this dope like Bernie Sanders who was saying that gentrification <laughs> is racist and it puts people out of their houses. It's not racist. Like, it's, like just, it's just not the hipsters. Oh, I can't stand the hipsters oh, are knocking on doors and dragging people out of the house saying move. No, it's yeah. people who are moving into places to make them better. And this guy is for right. the bumps. You know, gentrification uh, works until you're involved, you're in it, and then you realize that it doesn't work. Right. It works. It works on paper. Hey, yeah, we're doing these ideas, this and that. But then let's see how liberal you feel when. Uh, you're forced to move somewhere else and, uh, you know, all this bullshit starts knocking on your door. You'll feel a little different. It's not yeah. a good thing. I, I get it. There are instances where, like, yo, this area was really bad. Now it's really on the up and up. Right. But, like, the infrastructure is still there, and it's basically right. like polishing a turd. It's you just polish not... a turd all you want, but it's still a turd. That's all it is. Yeah, like, my brother lives in Philadelphia in a fish town, which was, like, a really bad area, like, 10 years ago. And he's there because of his job, and it's he's a, he's twenty five, so he's you know he Johnny's just there for like the time being, yeah. but he's like yeah yeah it's on the up and up, but there's still really bad parts. I'm like oh yeah like where like like right around the corner. It, it's it doesn't it doesn't you work just, as well as people think. You it does. just wouldn't think that um, Eastern Long Island, where you know you're half an hour away from the Hamptons, would be the hood. And um, yeah, it's it is getting better. It, it's getting better. But I blame from what I understand. I've talked to locals. It all started in King Cuomo the first's administration. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, why? So, because of uh, cleaning shit up and then pushing people out, kind well, of thing. He was first of King all, he Cuomo. shut down the. It started with shutting down the mental institutions, and then supposedly oh, he yeah. he was in charge of busing people out to suburbs where there was cheap housing. So the cheap housing was in the summer bungalows that people didn't want to occupy anymore. And so they took it over. And oh, that, well, there you go. And then there was Gordon Heights and Brentwood and just, you know, of course, Wine Danch, which is probably the worst of all of Long Island. But which this part? is a sub Wine Danch. And, um, you know, it's again, I'd be fired for being a racist because what I've said just now to the liberal media would be well, far so worse offended. than it would be so far worse than what Megyn Kelly said about blackface. Now, can't have it. It's trash. I don't care 
who you are, what your background is. That's that's disrespectful. It's not yeah. making it a safe spot if you have kids on the train. Oh, you don't need I it. Don't Where are the that. New York transit cops? Are they uh are they on these trains? They, they, I, they I don't know. If they police them, they're gonna consider themselves off duty. And look, you can't really arrest people. Yeah, there's no. disturbing the peace, but you can't really arrest people because you have you could you say guys not nah, get off, but if they're not doing anything illegal, which in this case they they did duck the fare, you could give them a summons or kick them off a train for that. But you know, you're right. It was you can't you no. can't arrest them for being an asshole. You know, and if you did call somebody, they would be quiet when they got there, and you would look right. like an asshole. But like, well, what's the problem? Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get home. We do want to dip into New York tonight, though. We got some situations with the rats, but. It, I gotta ask though, because I'm really curious about this train situation. What is what is the commute? You don't have to give specifics if you don't want to, but so you're going from like Mastic Shirley to just distance wise, like time wise. How long is this commute? I put on about seventy miles each way. Yeah. See, that's a long time to deal with bullshit. A long time. If you're like on a if you're on, you know, an Uber ride from the airport to your convention center of motel and it's like ten minutes and there's some asshole, you're like, all right, I'm just gonna suck it up. But if you have to deal with this all the time, that's a that's a problem. Yeah. That's like your way of way of life. You know, it, it you know, is. And and I want to say this so it doesn't sound you know off color or it doesn't. So it doesn't sound racist. It's legit. Um, there are plenty of Caucasians who are just as annoying. Like this guy who was on the right. plane yesterday was an old cranky, cranky looking white man. Who, who the curb uh, guy? I shouldn't have said cranky. No, he was just play, he was the one playing the 20th Century Fox, and he had it on so loud. And I got up. Oh yeah, yeah, and I yeah, went yeah. to the front. I went to the front of the plane, <laughs> and I said to the uh, flight attendant, "I said, if this guy doesn't turn his phone down, I'm gonna knock his ass out." So, oh, nice, good for you. Know, you. I I don't want to make it seem I'm like I'm surprised it's he just, did that. It's relegated to one particular group of people. I thought flight attendants were pretty good too. With like, hey, you have to put headphones on. That's a disturbance. You can't. Because I don't think you can't do that. You can't just start playing music for everyone to hear. Like you have to. Not so loud, and there's people reading, people sleeping, and this. It's annoying. Shit. Like how oblivious are you? You're are an you asshole, or you're retarded. Inconsiderate. That you don't realize that not everybody wants. And the thing is, nobody ever wants to say anything. But I remember this one time. This guy was like my hero. Because he was like the Larry David who would have said something. Shut you know. your mouth or I'm going to shut it for you. <laughs> he, I was in a USO. And there's these old people you find in USOs who are volunteers. Or they're good people. But some of them really just go there, you know, wipe down a <laughs> table or, you know, change a toilet pit roll in the bathroom. And then they just sort of hang out there and live <laughs> there. Because they have nothing better to do. So this right. one guy... This one guy at this USO, he was known for, he was a volunteer and he would hang out there all day and he would just watch YouTube videos, I guess, of um like old black and white TV shows from the little rascals to the honeymooners. Car fifty four. And he's playing it without headphones on. And I was in this USO to do something, I remember. Um, whatever it was, I don't remember. I was like, oh, yeah, I've been in here before. And that guy, he's always playing the old TV shows. So there's a guy that I've never seen before who looks and goes, do we have to all listen to that? Don't you have some headphones on? For him. I don't want to listen to that. And the guy goes, sorry, sorry. He goes, I don't want to listen to that. (laughs) Sorry. For him. And I'm thinking myself, you are are saying something. You're a hero. 
you are a hero because you're you're taking on a task that everybody else would love to, but doesn't have the guts to. Myself included. You know, I myself don't want included. You know, I I I, wa- I would get confrontational if somebody looked at me and said, "You have a problem." Now, right. here's another yeah, they're, story. They're picking the bull, punch here's, of the bull. Here's another story because I'm such a shit magnet on the uh, whether it's on the train or anywhere. But I'm on the train. I was on the uh, Ronkonkoma line, I believe. Yeah, I was. Some days I take properties uh, there. Fuck. Fuck. And as I get on, I'm I'm sitting in a seat that's against. It was one of those, you know, I guess juxtaposed seats. I was facing the woman. uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In front of me, right. So she's two seats in front of me, and I'm facing her. Not my favorite not, seats. No, but um, she's she's all uh, she's got all of her PPE on for the COVID nineteen. I don't pay any but her and a million other wackos walk right. around um, thinking that those surgical masks are going to save their lives. But whatever, yeah. I don't judge. That's she also has all this uh, hand sanitizer on. She's rubbing her hands. I can't help but notice, but I don't care. Anyway. Right. Um, so I, you know, I pull my phone out. I'm playing my chess or checking emails or whatever, and then I put the phone away. And maybe 45 minutes later, she gets off at her stop. I think she got off. Uh, I don't know, probably in Babylon or wherever. And she gets off, and then she as she's getting off, she's stepping onto the, um, the step where the platform, uh, where the door is, and I'm still up in my seat. And so she climbs like the three steps to say, like, as she had a Columbo moment, she's getting off the train. Should I say something? Should I say something? You know what? I'm going to say something. And she comes around to my left ear and goes, I'm, excuse me? Yes. Next time you want to take a picture of a complete stranger, make sure she's not a witch. Wow. See this coming. Are you serious? The holy hell is this woman talking about? Yeah, that's crazy. so she thinks she got her zinger, and then she goes right. back to, to the uh, platform part of the car where she's waiting for the doors to open. I'm like, no, I'm not letting this one. So I yeah, don't let that slide. I very politely said, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't make a whole scene of it. I just said, ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry, who are you talking about? And she just looks at me yeah. and goes, yeah, uh-huh, mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Don't flatter yourself, lady. I just sort of rolled my eyes and went, okay. But you know what? I, I thought to myself the rest of the ride, you know, I should have made a scene. I'm thinking to myself, yeah. Wish I could see That's this. That's crazy, though. I would have been flabbergasted. Like, what are you doing? Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're funny? Make sure she's not a witch. And how am I supposed what does to that make? Mean? Yeah. How do I make sure you're not a witch? Do I burn her? Uh, Throw water yeah. on her? Do I take a, a page out of the book of Salem? Uh, and give you the test. Oh, well, tell Goody you what. Proctor. Here, you know what? You know what? Good, yeah, you know what? Could he put them? Uh, I charge you of witchcraft. Do me a favor. Take this broom and see if you can make it to Ronkonkoma before the train does. And right. I'm what thinking, do you do? What makes hmm. you think I took a picture? I didn't take a picture of this woman. And she refused. Yeah, who to- says that? I took a couple no screws loose. Why would I take a picture? Because you've got a stupid mask. I think you look stupid. Right. But you're but that for it. If you feel that's protecting you, okay. Because you're not any different from the million other people wearing masks right now or the billion. Who are, who have contracted that, COVID-19. 
Right. And so you're, you're so narcissistic that, that you think I would single you out and put you on social media or something. Uh, so I never took right. a picture of this woman. Don't know where she got that idea just because I had a cell phone out. I, I never put the click. Right. Yeah, no, that, that's total bullshit. And that's you did the right thing. Those are like the people you see on the episodes of Cops. They're always in like a trailer park. They come out and go, get off my property. Like their property right. is some great castle or some manor in England. Right. It's like your property is a piece of shit. Like stop right. referring to yourself like you're this great being. Uh, that's crazy. That's that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That well, that she does that. That's why those... I'm so glad I'm I'm down here. I'm in Mississippi. I don't have to take the train every single day to do this thing that I'm doing. And uh, it's a nice oh, yeah. break. It's so peaceful. I'm loving Warmer. it. The weather's beautiful. You got I'm to go just... to uh, Shaggy's get some some seafoods. I seafoods. Just, I, I won't plug any place, but uh, I I'm Mostly right past. Here, on the Gulf, that's uh, beautiful. In downtown Biloxi, and all the casinos supposedly are shut down. Um, what, what kind of town? Oh, I just want to say those are the real heroes today. Like, yes, there are heroes that will stand up to yeah. a gunman. All those, that's all. But the people that speak up, like you did during that stuff, is what you want to see more of. Like that, that has yeah. my vote. The guy that's like, "Yo, yeah. fucking turn it down." You're like, "Good yeah. for you." But I'm curious about Biloxi because uh, I've never been to Mississippi. Jimmy Buffett sings about Biloxi a lot. Apparently, it's a very nice place. Uh, what is your thoughts on this? I don't know. I don't know it from Adam. It could be uh, a shithole. But is it, yeah, is it a nice I, town? Um, yeah, I mean, so far, oh, it, I mean, it's very friendly people. Uh, Mississippi. It, the water is questionable So what, from what I hear. Um, the drinking uh, water? The salt water can sometimes be taken over by the fresh water. Like the, the Mississippi River apparently dumped into the Gulf all oh. of this bacteria called, oh. I don't know if it's Verbio, Vibrio, Vibrio but it's this flesh-eating disease. So oh. nobody goes into the water down here. It's nice to look at. and You have the beach. Like I went for a little run on the beach, but this flesh-eating bacteria uh, people are afraid of. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... Nasty. No, it's, it looks good. But I'll tell you, it, it's nice. People are friendly. It's just a beautiful break that I'm getting. I have to be down here for something that I'm doing with uh, my folks. commitments. Yes, my commitments to Uncle Sam that I do on a part-time basis. Well, to, to the listeners, you splashed your face with some of that water earlier, and it looks good. Uh, there's no back, uh, bacteria, fleshy material. It looks great. You look like an extra of the movie They Live. What the fuck is going on at the other end of this? Shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> Do we want to jump into this New York situation? And uh, I just I, I wrote down some notes before the show about the rodent problem in New York. It's nothing new. It's been happening forever. But uh, apparently rats, New York City subway rats are the new celebrities. A couple years ago, there was the pizza rat. Uh, a disgusting vermin dragging a slice down some stairs was a huge internet celebrity. And this week, the Egg McMuffin rat is all the rage. There's the a... Yeah, it's carrying a big Egg McMuffin. It's not, I'm an animal lover. It's not cute. It's, it's this beast carrying somebody's sandwich downstairs. <laughs> and it's, it's all the likes. Have you seen rats on the subway in your personal experience? Uh, every single day. I actually saw a rat really? at home. About 
Well, it was back in January, I believe. In your home? Yes, I had to kill a rat. Uh, not a mouse, a rat. No, a rat. It was a brown rat. Wow. Yeah, it was, um, I was, where the hell was I? I think I was out of, t- no, I was at work on my thing that I do for uh, the government on a part, one weekend, a month. <clears throat> and um, that particular weekend, my wife texts me to say that I, uh, I think Yikes. something is crawling in the walls or something. I hear something. And then later that day, she saw a rat. Not a mouse, a rat. And I went, oh, shit. Damn it. So, yeah, what do you I'm do? Like, oh, I said, you know what we'll do? We'll, you know, when we were in Corpus Christi, Texas one year, we had an apartment. It was mouse infected, infested. And uh, so we bought the, those little glue traps. So I said, yeah, I'm sure they have them for the rats, too. And I bought some of them. But yeah. the rat was so big, it wouldn't stick oh. to those. So that didn't oh. Well, you so got to set up a rat- border and get little cages to detain them in. How we do it in here, <laughs> Corpus Christi, Beesville. Beesville. Sorry. Beesville. Beesville. And then, so I bought poison and thing ate some of the poison. It was still there, though. So I said, finally, I'm going to have to do it. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the nasty, you know, snap trap. Okay, get a rifle. I, I bought one, put cheese in it, and in a matter of minutes, I just heard that. I'm in the uh, the living room and I and I just heard <laughs> snap. And finally, after you know all this time, I I could look at this helpless animal with his head. He was still alive too. Oh shit! And his head stuck in this thing, and I just looked at him. It was like looking at the sniper lady from Full Metal Jacket, and I'm looking <laughs> down on her, and I'm just, you did this to yourself. You did it to yourself. You could have left this house, you know. That's and, it. And so I picked it up, and and um, I picked it up by, you know, not with my bare hands or anything. I, yeah. I had the trap They're was filthy. designed. Yeah, the the trap was a claw, this plastic claw, and when it pressed down, oh. on something it would it would close on it. So I pick it up, and so I'm you know with my fingers. I don't want to touch this thing. No way. So, I have disease. Uh, Right, and so I'm. It's I've grabbed it by its head, basically, and it's you know dangling <laughs> from it, and I throw it way outside down the block, and it did die there. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it, a big son of a bitch. It was a big son of a bitch. What about the rat in the house, though? Is this the one you're talking about, or is this in Corpus? Yeah. No, that was the rat in the house. Oh, good. So it's gone. You got it. Yeah, I, I didn't have a rat in Corpus. We had mice. Mice. Okay, I got you. Oh, right. You did say that. Yeah. yeah, those things are nasty. Yeah, it was. Well, I guess you're near the water. I mean, that's kind of a byproduct, yeah, right? Because of, that is. you can't do anything about it. But I mean, you can. But it's they just like shit all over the place. Uh, they'll really be careful. They would eat through anything, so you don't want them eating through your cabinetry or nothing. Are they stealth? Like you don't see them during the day? No, you'll see. You can. You can see them, but they'll stay time. away from you, right? If they know you're in the room, they'll stay out of sight. They'll run. No, they'll run. They'll see you coming. They'll run, find a hole or something, and uh, that's why Shit. you know. It, that's why I said I, you did this to yourself. You could have yourself. You know, you, you. However, you got into this house, you need to find your way out of it. Yeah, how far are you from the water? Uh, on your property, are you like a block? Oh, a block. oh, it's that close. 
because I've bought up all the property in that area. I'm sending out the eviction notices tomorrow, huh. so I hope I got to feed all my oily dealings at Westport, Connecticut, next to Harvey Weinstein's house. Like what the? Uh, this is old news, but Harvey Weinstein is in Rikers, and your experience, Michael, your knowledge, I should say, not your experience. You you were never an inmate, but in your experience in the things that you do, in the places that you've been. Uh, Rikers is kind of like the Alcatraz of New York, is it not? Well, it's... It's by uh, Brother Island, which I just realized. Uh, it's where you would go, though, typically. In his situation, it's where you would be for your um, for the early stages of your sentence and while you're awaiting sentence. I mean, it's a large jail. Yeah, they've got violent offenders who I guess right. have been there for a while, but it it's it's not... You go further up the river once you start doing the big time. Sing so Sing. Sing Sing or uh, all the way up to Danamora. I think in Harvey oh. Weinstein's case, I, I think, I think he's going to end up a state inmate in a federal prison, probably in an FCI or maybe even an LSCI. Uh, okay, because that's my question. With, Rikers is a jail. It's where you're short term waiting a sentence etc is that what it is well he's got to go to california to face trial there that's why i think yeah he's what's the be point federal inmate they're not going to put a guy like harvey weinstein in san quentin i think that basically the either new york state or california will pay for his rent so to speak because this is what happens that this is what they did with the aurora Colorado shooter. Oh, he will yeah. find his he will find his way into a federal. What was his name? The crazy guy, the Joker guy. Uh, James Holmes was his yeah. name. Yeah. So is the point? I mean, I know everyone has to pay for their crimes and due process and all that. But if if Harvey Weinstein's like what is he sixty eight? He got twenty three years. They're going to appeal it, but you know they yeah. won't overturn it. Uh, rape is rape. Is it because? They're still processing him in California because that's the way it is. Uh, would they ever commute that in case he gets um, off? Like, it would probably like a run lot of taxpayer money. It, yeah, it'll probably run concurrently. I mean, look, they did that with Ted Bundy. He was found guilty. He's going to get the death penalty. Now he's going to go face another trial. It's like, well, what's the point? Right, yeah. That that was my question. It's just kind yeah. of whatever. Um, he might go upstate. I don't know. He, I could see him being in the same prison as uh, Son of Sam. Who was up there in Berkowitz? In, yeah, he was uh, still alive. Haven, um, but I see him more as a federal. In he'd be a state prisoner, but the states often transfer certain prisoners out to federal institutions where they actually pay the federal government to house them. Will he get special treatment? Will he be have a cushy, cushy cell kind of thing? Look, everybody can get the same treatment and it can even be special i mean think about it i saw inmates watching hbo or showtime or uh um or just movies all day and they had bags full of shit from the commissary that would make you think that they were stocking up for the coronavirus wow and you know they yeah they couldn't get alcohol unless they wanted to drink the hooch out of the toilet Right. But, um, you know, hard the time is what you make of it. You know, hard time is for hard ons, I say. Hard time and, is for hard. What are we trying to do that's here? Really trying to do true. some easy time. 
And that's well, listen. Big, make easy time. But everybody's got to make prison. Everybody's got to make prison hard. Right. It's just interesting to me that uh, the situation surrounding Weinstein. I mean, here's a guy that had, had everything in the world. He was a dick. He was a criminal. Went to jail. But then he's, you know, all these ailments come out of nowhere. And he's in, you know, uh, a hospital. And then he's getting stints. Like, you wonder how much of that is real and how much it's him just... He definitely got easy him. treatment at the hospital. I mean... Um, right. You're but supposed... Anyway. When, you, when an inmate goes to the hospital, he's not supposed to have any more uh, benefits than he has in the, in uh, his housing unit or, or his institution, excuse me. It's just there's certain care that they can't give them at the institution. So, they so by default... Right. But it's not like you should be catered to with a you know luxurious meal. And say, hey, do me a favor, run down the street, get me Burger King, you know. Right. But Harvey Weinstein was sitting in his leather easy chair. Everybody said, and he's watching television, and they're saying, oh yeah, yeah, he's fake, and he, they're, they're giving him special treatment. But yeah, you want to know what? You have rooms like that in prison. Also, it's not just because the guy's in a hospital. Watching television that he's getting special really? treatment. What do you think prisons are these days? It's not Alcatraz. They they, they don't have the bars anymore. They go into uh, they they, they behind doors, right? I mean, when I saw when I saw the Holmes kid, the Aurora, Colorado shooter, the first time I laid eyes yeah. on this kid, he had his feet up on his rack. He's reading a book. He has cable television in his own room. And really, he was terrified that he was going to a new prison, and that uh, you know he didn't know what was awaiting him, and he thought that he was probably going to die. And um, we all thought that he was probably going to off himself. But I think once he realized how good he had it, it you know, it was as he's good not going to ever get it better than that in his life. No, again, that's he's it. He's not out in the yard. He's well protected. Um, I, I don't, I don't see. Hard times, hard times. Right. I don't see hard time the way that hard time used to. You know, Alcatraz was hard time, but even at Alcatraz, Alcatraz was supposedly known for having really good food, and that was an attempt really? to keep violence down, but it didn't really work. Yeah, apparently they had really good food. Good chow oh. at Alcatraz. San Francisco, great restaurants. <laughs> really good stuff. Uh, what's going on with New York as a whole right now? There's a lot of blame passing around about the coronavirus and, and the way de Blasio is handling the situation. Uh, not doing enough early on. Uh, what do you make of this whole situation? I think that it's the same hole it's always been since his administration. But, uh, you know, I've never seen Kennedy Airport so dead as I did yesterday. I can't believe that photo. I shared that on my story on Instagram. Uh, check out. I'll share. I'll share it right now on the pod on, for the time being. The podcast on Instagram. Brassy and classy. Brassy and classy. Brassy and classy. Scotty took a photo of JFK, and you would think it was a still from like The Walking Dead or The Apocalypse. There is nobody, and I know exactly where you're talking about. I flew out of that terminal once. There's nobody there. I mean, it is empty. I don't say nobody like. Uh, you know, the, the small crowds, a few people, it's empty. I mean, it is a. Yeah. What do you? What was that? Let's surreal to see. I that. saw it's somebody great, right? Posted a picture of Times Square, 
which was totally dead. I mean, we haven't seen anything like this. So, um, you know, we could talk about media hype and hysteria. It's hysterical because for a reason, because it's yeah, it's a serious disease. Yeah, they're talking about the morbidity versus the mortality rate. Uh, you know, it's not Ebola, but it can bring on pneumonia. Pneumonia can kill people. I had it when I was a little kid. It's more dangerous, right. they say, when you're an adult. That's yes. cause yes, for concern, do. I think. Better to be overhyped and it be nothing in the long run than yeah. underprepared and have it kill a lot of people. Well, my biggest concern is, and I heard this off of another radio host that I try to listen to from time to time. Uh, who has degrees in epidemiology, so he says. Oh. Uh, I have no reason to not believe him. But he made up a really good point about San Francisco, for example. All the bums out on the so many bums. who are disease-ridden already and cracked out, and God knows what is brewing in their system. What happens when they get coronavirus, which they inevitably Locked. will? What is this thing going to mutate into? After it, it latches yeah. on maggots that are cluttering up the streets of San Francisco. And it's going to be you, bad. And what happens when it happens? It could happen in New York. I'm coming off of a train where I was it talking about, in LA. about the witch. Everybody uh, is wearing these masks. Know. They've got the masks on. They've got <laughs> the, the gloves on, which is good. That's a precaution you want to take. I hate gloves are good. subway railings. You know, the first thing I want to—I try to just elbow, hold on with my elbows. I don't want to touch them. So, but yeah. gloves no, on. Disgusting. They're never washed. But I, you know, I'm glad to see people are taking those precautions. The irony is, as soon as I got off the train, I get into Grand Central to take the subway transfer for the four, five, six line, and I'm walking yeah. up the corridor to get to the four, five, six line, and I see a big pile of shit and piss. Yeah, that, that's so bad. That's a stream such... of urine and a big pile of human shit. Yeah, who did that? And we're worried about what's going on in the air. I'll tell you who did it. These maggots who were protesting the MTA fairs. It's this group that's been fluttering up Grand Central. Uh, they did a big protest really? rally last month, w- which went way out of control. They're like the Antifa. They're just a bunch of angry millennials who don't want to pay the fare. And I get it. The money-taking agency. Yeah, but not to that ADA extent. That's too extreme. much. Well, you know, what, the, what are you going to do? They don't boycott the trains and let's all walk if no. we can. No, it's ridiculous. Uh, I get it. It's... It sucks. But they're throwing shit at the police cars. They're pissing on, on the subway. See, that's fucked up. That's not right. Tokens, you don't do that yeah. to cops. And they didn't cause this the, problem. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. But these maggots don't care. They're, they're the causing bum, more harm than anything. The bugs that de Blasio and Cuomo allow to sleep on the floors, creating a fire hazard, first of all, because these, these pieces of garbage just lie. And a health in. hazard. Yeah. I mean, the germ spread alone and the, the safety. Keep in mind, homeless people, too. And I'm not saying... You know, people don't deserve a second chance and they need help. I get it. There's problems. But a lot of the majority of the homeless people, at least in L.A., are out there, are, are, are dangerous. And it's not like you see in the movies where it's a guy's down on his luck. Yeah. He's just trying to find work and depression. They're there because of mental illness. And mental illness, in a lot of cases, equates to violent crime. And I don't know how liberal you're going to be when one of these 
people try to rape you or hurt or you because that happens uh, all the time. Or you're just lazy. I mean, I see these trashy people or you're just lazy sleeping on the filthy floors while everybody else is up getting to work. And so if you're out of money, right. I, I don't know how they even can sleep with a thousand footsteps marching. How do you even sleep? On That's that? illness. It, there's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so, dangerous. Uh, if you wanted to make money, you shouldn't be sleeping during the work hours. Whenever you should be out there hustling and bustling like everybody else trying to get a job, but they're not. Do whatever it takes. And they're the same people I see all the time asking for money. You know, there's this guy outside of the Home Depot, um, which I have to make a lot of trips to. And this is out in the suburbs. Oh, yeah. And the same routine all the time. And I said something to him. Most people ignore these people. I usually do, too. But this time I had to say something. So this guy. Good for you. Please, please, sir, I'm starving. I haven't eaten anything. And I just finally had to say, again, there's free food down at the church right now that they're giving away. But every single weekend that they're doing this, you seem to be here. Right. Where, where are you at? By the way, there's no shortage of food in America. When they're like, hey, there's people starving in China. Uh, you never hear like, hey, there's people starving in America. There are situations yeah. maybe where meals aren't as, uh, you know, uh, readily available in right. schools or something like that. But there's no shortage of food being distributed to homeless people. So whenever I see signs in L.A. that's like, not booze, I just need food. There's, just Google or ask somebody. Right. There's a million places that distribute food. There's no shortage right. of food banks. So you got to question these, you know, I'm not trying to sound sensitive, but you got to question their motives of like, well, what are you doing? You well, know, you're I hanging see... out at a subway station asking for food? For right. money? I, there, there's this one bum. He hangs around um, Penn Station. You know, he's this older, again, I call him the cranky white guy. <laughs> That's nice. the new thing, cranky white guys. Because one time he came, one time he came up to me and I sort of waved him and you know he says to me, "You don't gotta do that, you know. I, I might be homeless. I'm not a punk." I says, "Yeah, yeah, good right, for him. Have a nice day." Yeah. And give then me, I see him money. later in the same place asking people for money, and this one guy doesn't have any money, but he offers him food, and he says, "Nah, thanks. Yeah, I, I can't eat that." Right. Uh, yeah. If you're starving. Like you were Vladislav Spielman in the Holocaust. You don't care if it's edible. You're going to fucking eat it. Yeah, they don't care if it's human meat. That was, that was my next point. You're absolutely right. I'm glad you said that. Try giving them food instead of money and see how quickly that's refuted. Yep. Jed tried to do that, bless her heart. Maybe like a couple months ago, there's this chronic homeless lady that has migrated in all parts of the valley. You see her. She's in a mechanical wheelchair but still walks for some reason. Uh, always begging pissing on the walls. She's a nuisance. Uh, she tried to offer some food, and it was like Subway. She's like, hey, I'll, I'll, here's a sub, half of a Subway sandwich. Yeah. She goes, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't eat that. I just need money. Uh, I, I have pretty big dietary restrictions. Uh, okay, good luck to you. You know, Because it's for booze. And, and the guy at the liquor store, who I do a lot of business at, said, uh, yeah, no, she comes in here every day and buys vodka right. or whatever she can do. I was like, of yeah. course she does. Yeah, there was it's this just... guy, when I lived on 52nd Street in Turtle Bay, there was this guy who had the same routine. Excuse me, can I ask you something? Uh, my card won't swipe. And I'm like three blocks from the subway. So he just found his way onto my block. My card won't swipe. Of you course. Do you have a dollar? 
And then one time I saw him again, and he goes, excuse me, can I ask you something? I said, let me guess, uh, your card won't swipe. Because, uh, no, that's not what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you had the time. And I said, are you sure you were? And I see him, I I see him again and again and again. Finally, I see him one day in the liquor store, and he's got the collection of coins with him. He's like, what did I have to get them again? What was I supposed to bring? Oh, yeah, yeah. The absolute, he buys the little tiny like airplane size bottle. I'm like, oh, you're going to bring that to the party? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I was going to ask you if you had the time. Really? Where are you going? What's your schedule like? Not a pet thing? But it's so shameless, too. Um, so I don't think I'm an insensitive asshole. I, I don't trust people. I've been burned by people. I've been, you want to be naive, the world's going to walk over you, and that's your business, but I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't. Maybe I don't see the good in people. I do. The good people I see are the oh, good people. Do. Who also do good unto others. I saw a sweet lady right. who uh, was, I was, to, in, I was in my uniform for this thing that I do from time to time. And I tried to stop her. Please, I'm just a regular guy. Thank you very much. You don't have to pay for that, ma'am, please. And she she had to pay for it. So I'm like, all right, now i got to pay it forward because this nice woman. Oh, yeah. This lovely woman. Uh, and I tried to look, when I do this thing. I'm just a regular guy still. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate your, your support. I'm, but I'm a regular guy. Uh, thank you. But now, you know, I got to go and do something for it. But anyway, those are the good people out there that, if, that, uh, right. that um, you know, th- th- good things should happen to them. I agree. I agree 100%. And you nailed it right on the, right on the dick. You know, you're doing right something good. You're trying to better yourself. Uh, not the leeches that, you know, would steal from you as right. quick as they could, you know, wake up in the morning. It's crazy. I could, I could have told Jen. I, I knew that woman would have said no. Right. Because she, she just wants to lose. Very, very, very strict dietary restrictions. It, uh, yeah. It's limited to, to alt liquor and vodka. Also, the cops don't do enough for that, yeah. I think. At least in LA. And I get it. Their job... Their entire job is not to go around breaking up homeless because they're just going to go to the next block and do the same right. thing. They can't pick them up and move them somewhere. But a lot of cops in L.A., to a degree, I get it. Uh, they don't even want to touch them. They don't know what they right. have, what they're carrying. Right. They, they show up, and I, I witnessed, you know, homeless people were having sex in front of 7-Eleven during, like, school hours. They called right. the cops. Cops eventually showed up. And they say, like, hey, you got to get out of here. They don't want you here. Oh, you're not ready yet? Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back in an hour. It's fine. If that were, like, me or you... Given the right. mouth, like we were, you know, on the hood of the car getting cuffed, but because they're homeless, yeah. they don't they don't want to touch them. Well, and I get that to a degree, but they figure they want to do more. But yeah, they don't. I, I kind of am a hypocrite. If I were a police officer, I wouldn't want to touch them either. I would. I, I would get guys in body suits to a special unit. I'd reopen the mental hospitals, the homeless shelters. Uh, yeah, it would be. That's you what know, you need to do. They would be deloused, as you were, as it were, right? Um, like shawls down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, deloused. I'm sorry, but this has got to stop. I mean, you just got to handle it rationally. I don't have the answers, but it's a problem, and you know, uh, I think the answer is not to just throw money at it. You got to like start at the root. But what do I know? You know. It's mental illness. It's it really boils down to opening up mental hospitals and you know, there's this woman. There's this woman who tried to tell me 
Don't call them bums. You don't know what they did to get to that situation. What are they doing to get out of the situation? They're not doing anything. They're bums. So I don't want to hear it. But it's this type of mentality that keeps bums on the street. Right. They think somebody's just going to bail them out and help. Yeah. And I, I get it. People need a helping. You know, you saw, I saw Cinderella, man. People need a helping hand from time to time. But we're not in this situation where uh, there's not an opportunity out there. The economy's doing great. I don't know how it's going to be doing no, the next few months. Plenty, but there, if but you're hanging out of a business, especially in a time like this, when I see the bums hanging out the supermarkets, when they know that there's going to be a huge shopping frenzy, and they know people are going to be there to yes. try and strengthen their odds, that's when that's when they decide to go down and and start their their hustle. And that's then that's what you see. Come that's on, what happens. people, wake up. Let's do it. Uh, tweet us at the underscore podcastle. There is a lot of um, guests that we have interviewed in our lives that we've mm. spoken to, but none are more colorful, uh, traditionally trained, uh, classically talented as Joey Mamaluk. A little background on this gentleman. He is, I don't know how you would describe it, Michael, but... Um, I just might say a uh, well, he's a thespian, but he's uh-huh. kind of he's kind of a prodigy of how talented this gentleman is, Joey Mamaluke. Oh. Uh, yeah, right. We had him as a guest when we were trying to, to get him on Brassy and Classy. Now, to, um, to can we book him? Well, I would love to book him. I don't know. Is that an option tonight, or do you want to show some clips tonight and do it another night? I don't know if you uh, want me to try uh, to call him. Are there clips? Uh, well, he has two YouTube channels because. Uh huh. You need to remember, uh, you can't sustain uh, yourself without multiple channels if you're that talented. Uh, right. You can't contain a person to one YouTube channel. I mean, God forbid. Right, right. No, so you he has have two. Right. He teaches acting and he teaches cinema, which oh. to me are kind of synonymous unless you're talking about cinematography oh. specifically. But I don't think he is. Right. Uh, so I would like to, if, you, if you're game, show some clips of this gentleman. Please. Yeah, let's, let's take this to the arts section of the program. We're switching the arts. We're switching guns, switching gears to guns. Michael, would you like to hear some clips? I'm going to give you some choices here and let you decide. Okay. B- okay. Mr. Mamaluk, would you like to hear an interview uh-huh. about um, Conor McGregor and Khabib? I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but you know who I'm talking about. Mm. Norma Gometov, Uh which, by the way, none of those – those uh, athletes are in the video, but we could oh. watch that. No. Okay. We could also watch, uh, listen to some clips of Mr. Mamaluke's acting reel. An acting reel? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's an option. We could watch, uh, we could hear some clips, Michael, from Mr. Mamaluke's, uh, oh, he does uh, consumer comparison videos. Which LED bulb is better? Because who better to, to say than him? From the that'll dollar get street. you. That'll definitely get you up to the top. Sure. All right. Uh, and the other one is going to be. Oh, he does uh, a lot of how to install videos, uh-huh. how to replace uh, the lower front of a bumper grill. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I do love the source of these videos, and hats off to you, Mr. Mamaluke. Uh-huh. Is the Dollar Tree. You know, the dollar store, the Dollar Tree is the source of these products. Because when I'm refurbishing the home and I need some good LED lights, I don't go to Home Depot. I don't even go online. I go to the Dollar Tree. 
That's where oh, the electronics yeah. are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, so, I try to get there for every Black Friday special. It's, yeah. it's really phenomenal. Uh, it's up to you, but my vote would be, I think, the LED bulb. LED. Okay. Okay. And then I'll try to find – there's some other ones of a Cuban accent. Uh, I'll really? try to find that in the meantime. Okay, we definitely have to get this uh, superstar on our show again. I, we'll, we'll have to give him a call, see what he's up to. And, uh, right now, it looks like he's up to um, up to a lot. The, the Dollar Tree spokesperson. You've missed him on the, on the show before, but I yeah, I, 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 uh, I've never been able to. I don't know what it, what what was it. I have a previous engagement. I I did find his Cuban accent video, which I need to actually surpass the Dollar Tree. Oh, because boy. a Cuban accent. What is that about? Well, he I haven't seen him, Michael, but I can tell you he references Tony Montana, which if you're an actor or oh, just a person, you know that that uh, Al Pacino's Cuban accent Scarface is exactly what Cubans sound like. Oh, yes. 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 There's no question. Um he he was very close friends with uh, the Castro brothers, and so that's how we really perfected it, uh, by sitting down at Rayo's uh, with the Castro brothers. Of course. Um, and so you just copy off of that, and then, you know, you know how to... Uh, well, you're Cuban at that point. Sure. But who yeah. is he teaching a Cuban accent to? Well, he's actually teaching some students. Uh, I don't know if you heard me, but he is an oh acting God. teacher, Let Michael. Me see. Oh, goodness. That is uh, that is price. An acting teacher. Oh, you know what? Uh, hold on. You just sent me this link here. It looks like he... Wow. So he's teaching Cuban accents as he's giving them sides of a movie. Very uh, unorthodox for acting te- classes. Right. Um, and for a movie that's been done. Right, and he's it's like auditioning for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, and, and, and if you're like this Asian kid, it's very important to teach them how to do these types of accents to get these kinds of roles. Um, right, because and, that's never been cliched. Right, what is this school? You know what, I don't think we should plug it, but let, well, let's see what he's made of. Put it on. All right, this is a clip from our old friend and uh, Joey. acting virtuoso, uh, virtuoso, Mr. Uh, Joey Mamaluke. He can't say fucking too. He has to say effing because you know, we're trying to do the scene right. Not only is his accent just bad, I don't understand any of that. It would be like me saying to you, Michael, okay, I'm nobody. I've never been in the movie, but I'm going to teach you how to act. Why? Because I did some YouTube videos. Well, what are we going to teach? Are we going to talk about uh, projecting? Are we going to talk about stage presence, channeling? No. No, we're going to look at gremlins, right? And I'm going to teach you how to impersonate a scene pretty badly, but that's going to make you an acting. If anybody's paying money for this guy, there needs to be... 
a lawsuit. I would love to find this online and actually sign up and like go there with a camera. Oh man, I wish we could. Could we do that? Where is this place? You know, let's. We're gonna find out. We won't air it. We'll just find out. That is. We'll find out. We'll send like Johnny in there or somebody to do it. Yo, man, get in the car, man. Get in the car. Get in the car because no, you gotta, you gotta. (laughs) Let the accent come out. That you're not doing it right, bro. First of all, this video, there's two black guys <laughs> and some girl, and it's clearly at like a it's at like a YMCA. This is not a rented acting studio. It's like at a I think it's at a library. Oh. But it's uh well, he's I've just so great. To, yeah. I think these schools are just um designed to if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I don't know anything about this school, unquote. It's probably a website that rents a studio and hires a bunch of locals to dress fancy, put up a bunch of movie posters for movies they had nothing. Oh, with. yeah. This New is Doubtfire's hanging in there. Right. And New York is full of those places. And uh, you just walk in there and they, they, pretend, they interview the parents, tell them that their, children's, their child is really talented. Right, they're going to be a star. Uh, I have to discuss it with my partners first, so if you wouldn't mind waiting outside. And then they come in to share the big news. Okay, we're interested in your son or your daughter or you. Uh, <laughs> and then you get to the meat and potatoes, which is, you know, you pay us thirty nine ninety nine a month and we, we put your headshot on the website. Do you have a headshot? No. Okay, that'll be, well, that'll be $199.99 for the black and white package. Uh, however, if you want the color package, which we recommend because that's what casting directors are looking for, uh, we recommend the two ninety nine nine. And all these being shot with an iPhone, by the way. Right, and I'm uh, sure. And then they hire this acting coach, who um, you know probably has his own IMDb page. But this is Joey Mamaluke we're talking about. I mean, I, I why did I I've never. I had him on. We've had him on the show, right? How did he? Yeah. How did, is why does is he too busy for us now? What, what's happened? I don't know if we could have uh, afforded uh, his fees in the past, his travel expenses. He's he's or very much he just, man. He liked he liked the last show. Maybe maybe that's what it is. We 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 left that show behind. Right. We have to work him in. Have, right. Yeah, we'll probably have to throw some travel expenses and, and book him in, in advance. He's got Play quite a schedule. Time. That was so pl- priceless. <laughs> he's really good. Uh, he's just really, Joey Mamaluke is really uh, incredible. And he could teach you something. He could teach me something about acting, about life, really, in general. Uh, do you want to hear that again, just for the oh, audience? Yeah. yeah There's another one. Comment, uh, this is comment on those videos? Just say, hey, Joey, remember us? I would love to, and I'm happy to do it. He has another video from the same session, uh, okay. rehearsing movie scenes. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if he's in that one, so I'm just going to do a reprise of the of the Cuban one. Because okay. it's just too good. We should all take oh, a that's page. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you guys got more into it. Yeah, you started doing the accent more, which I wanted you to do the whole time. Oh, yeah. Do that the whole time. And Tony Montana, you know, Tony, you know, he's by the way, I'm, I'm sorry I have to interrupt. Uh, I just want to give a visual description to the listeners. He's wearing very baggy Django jeans that were probably pretty stylish, <laughs> circa 2001. Um, an over, you know, oversized Mad Dog T-shirt, 
and the 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 silver Figaro chain, which I rocked like a pro when I was seventeen. Wow. Uh, so he's killing it with the style. I believe him as a as yeah, a force. Yeah. How old is and, this? Oh, he's probably uh, guessing. I would say he's probably late thirties. So he's a seasoned vet. Oh yeah. Here's some more from Mr. Uh, Joey Mamaluke listeners. No, no, it's in the car. It's in the car, man. You know, talk like, you know, how you would. Hey, um, man. What about you? Where do you keep your stuff? Huh, man? You tell me, where do you keep your stuff? You know, be a little more engaging and, and be closer. And you By the way, none of those lines are in the you film, say, Scarface. Come on, Tony, when you said your line. How did you say it? You say, come on, Tony, in your accent. Come on, Tony. No, come on, Tony. Now say it with your accent. You guys are both. Well, you know about, you could. Well, you know about me. You can stop effing around and start doing business with me, Hector. So I wasn't you know, <laughs> actor. What what really sells the the product to me, Michael, is he obviously filmed it to promote his acting business, and he really spared no expense with the quality of the production. Um, wow. The the non mic'd up uh, echoey right. cell phone video in the corner that's wobbling because somebody's holding it. Yeah. Really wants me to put my money in. To do his ventures because let's, he's... let's close out the show. We get before we do. Let, let's get one more. Yeah. There's got to be. You mentioned something about. Uh, oh, there's there's no shortage. Oh, we got to see which one. The, which anyone, one do you want? To see? Anyone. All right. We got to get into that school. I don't know if we're talented enough to do that. No, I, I don't think so either. I wonder what careers were made. From do you want school. me to 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 name? The YouTube channel, or should we hold that for another show? Well, so let's people... hold that maybe for another show. Okay. But, yeah. But his hair is great. His hair is like a. Um, who's the guy from the Patriots that killed himself after murdering those guys? Aaron oh, Hernandez. Her- Aaron Hernandez. He's rocking the Aaron Hernandez, but he's not. Oh, yeah. He's not Hispanic. No. And he's not really he jacked looks up. So skinny. Yeah, he looks kind of aged. He looks really small. Uh, do you want to hear a comparison video? Sure. How long is it? By the way, uh, well. They're pretty long, but I'll just show a few few seconds. Yeah. But uh, it's not me to to assume. But looking at his subscribers of one point eleven thousand, and looking at the names, they look a little body, like they were body. bots. So there's a oh, lot of uh, wow. NR six nine fours and three nine H with eggs as the profile picture, and no subscribers. Kind of fake. Fake and but probably... who am I to say? Yeah, well, look, we got to just get. He's so busy. We got to get him on the show, or we got to get it to that school and see what, see what he could do for us. Well, here's him describing the Dell XPS fifteen seven ninety <laughs> laptop, uh, which is not a newer computer, but the video is from two days ago. So, oh my god! I think if I were to venture off, Michael, that it's the laptop he currently uses, which is not a good one. It's certainly not one you would use for editing in any film industry because it's not a Mac, and it's certainly not capable to, to oh, hold man. any editing software. But he's reviewing it. Would you like to hear this review of this product? Uh, I, I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joey Mamaluke on the Dell XPS 15 75090 OLED 4K UHD laptop. Hopefully everybody's having a great day. So today I'm going to introduce you to my... Brand new refurbished Dell. XPS refurbished is the keyword. 7590 laptop, um, which I recently purchased. It actually has a 4K OLED screen. So, as you probably know, that means for juicier colors. More By the way, the computer's not on, so you can't see the screen. <laughs> no more screen bleeding like the IPSs. Um, 
And as you know, I had a Dell Inspiron previously. And you could see his reflection in the computer holding a cell phone. Oh, also, this is 16 gigabytes RAM, 512 Damn. gigabytes. 16 gigabytes is terrible, by the way. It's like your iPhone has more. Not joking. Uh, GeForce G TX 1650, 4 gigabytes. 4 gigabytes. Where does this kid look like he lives? Killer wireless, too. Is it a Killer wireless? You mean like every electronic now? I have to say, the gigs and everything, they're, they're very, your iPhone has more gigs than this computer, and you can see his, oh his picture God. with the cell phone and the reflection. And, and, and people are actually looking to see what this review of this old, outdated computer is. And he has a lot of comments on there, but ironically, they're all from him. Oh, God. There, there are six comments all from him saying, here's my review, here's my review, buy on Amazon. How um, much I got into this refurbishment. Before we close out, I got I got to play a clip from the uh, the Dollar Tree light bulb comparison because <laughs> I'm very curious of how that goes. Okay, this light bulb is a dollar. This one's also a dollar. Let's buy them both. Let's splurge for inter, for for the interwaves, and let's compare the light bulbs because and the this Dollar is a Tree movie light... star because you know he's he's an well, acting teacher so. You want to get the scoop from a true uh, professional thespian like this. And, and that's really uh, what gets you into the core of the business is uh, compare and contrast light bulbs on the dollars. Well, right. When I think of Colin Firth, I'm not thinking the King's speech. I'm thinking, what did he buy at Walmart today and how do they compare to his home? That's the measure of an artist. Here is yeah, uh, here is uh, LED light bulbs, which is better. Hey guys, how's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully everybody's having a great night. So tonight we're talking. I wasn't till now. Yeah, that's right, bulbs. <laughs> you know them, you love them, you use them every single day, and you probably take them for granted. I mean, going back, sure in the day, We had candles, or even at nighttime before candles, you were just in the pitch black. I don't remember candles in my life. Era, probably were building fires, fighting dinosaurs in the daytime. Wow. No light at night. Um, I gotta pause this. Uh, fighting dinosaurs. The scientific difference in years of the dinosaurs and man. Okay, we'll let that slide. But the fact that we were fighting them with candlelight. Right. This we're taking it makes right sense. back to the days of pre-extinction. Uh huh. Ben Franklin, uh, all those people who flew kites, you know, with uh, keys and strings and all that good stuff. So today we're going to compare cheap dollar store bulbs to regular pharmacies like Rite Aid. And again, more dollar store bulbs. And then this is a $16 General Electric bulb. Yeah, that's right. 16 bucks for one stinking bulb. I got to ask. I got to break character here. Is he fucking serious or is this a joke? Like, is, that, is, that, is this a joke? Is this like, yo, let me put something so ridiculous up for like shock laughs. Because if you're gonna do that, you should be ridiculous and like put the light bulb in your ass. His, I'm looking at his uh, recent Twitter. Love the strength, bond, and love Italy has been showing during this crisis. United, we can overcome anything. Italy, hashtag Italy, Italian faith, love, strength, <laughs> strength. Bill Gates steps down from Microsoft to create a vaccine. Yo, much respect. <laughs> Mr. Gates appreciates that. 
Well, we got to get him on the show, Michael. We're going to wrap up tonight. It's been a while. Yeah, I think got an early day. Yeah. Oh, God. This this guy's got to get on a show. Yeah, absolutely. we got to get him on. There's just too much information and knowledge that he could share with us that I, I don't know if we can handle it. we got to let the listeners decide. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's such a little scrawny guy. I bet he got his ass whooped all the time. He looks like this scrawny guy he's just <laughs> who just looks like he, he he's uh, – the badass type, and and he's teaching other kids how to. You, know, you can't be as badass as defense. me, right? You can't be as badass as me, you know. But of course, you know. Hey, join hey. me, Luke. Hey, hey, you've seen Goodfellas? Me too. Let me teach you how to defend yourself. Oh, well, I could do Christ. a Cuban accent too, so you know, he scares <laughs> me. So I I trust him. I have to get oh, my We got to get him on the show. Maybe I'm going to create yeah. a dummy account. Just follow. Do him, it. Just to get it. Do it. Get in the zone. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our show tonight. Michael Biscardi, Matthew Clark. Stay brassy, stay classy, stay tuned in. Until next time, yo, 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 good night, Godspeed, and stay safe out there. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, yeah, ring, 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 I hear wedding bells. It, it, it takes.